Why, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy. What we're going to be talking about today is if there is an average person and how that affects our recommendations as ergonomics consultants. Let's do this. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. One of the biggest misconceptions that I have heard over and over and over again in my career, and I've had 15 years of doing ergonomics, is that employers have this idea that one chair fits all. One chair fits all. One piece of equipment, whether it could be a chair, that's very standard, a desk, a monitor, or a keyboard tray height should fit all. So let's just buy one of these for all of our employees. The most common one, of course, is one chair fits all. So I want to look at this through the lens as an ergonomics professional to help you get results when this comes up. Because let's face it, this can even be coming up now, especially now, doing virtual assessments when people are working from home. And maybe you've gone to a workplace and noticed that everyone, everywhere, has the exact same chair. Probably because management purchased this chair with the best intentions. They thought it was a good chair and they bought one chair fits all. Clearly they needed to get it done. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, Sometimes the stars are aligned and it's a good thing. This, this chair works out for everyone. No one has any issues. No one has concerns. Or maybe everybody who works in this workplace is this exact same type of body. They're the same height. They have the same ergonomic concerns. Maybe they don't have any ergonomic concerns. Maybe they're young. The point of the matter is that I'm getting to the underlying concern with the core of what ergonomics is. And this is actually quite simple for all of us listening to this. And I wanted to put some context to it. And this is from one of my favorite books. It's called Introduction to Ergonomics by R.S. Bridger. And this is actually the first book I ever read about ergonomics in my undergrad. And I read this book and I was like, holy heck, I need all of this in my life. I know I want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, It's been a dream ever since. I digress. So what Bridger says in this book, and this is an older quote, so it's from 1979, but it still emphasizes the same point I want to make to you. And it says, if a piece of equipment was designed to fit 90% of the male U.S. population, it would fit roughly 90% of Germans, 80% Frenchmen, 65% of Italians, 45% of Japanese, 25% of Thais, and 10% of Vietnamese. 
That obviously is a dated quote. However, it emphasizes the point that even in our workplace or our serving our employers, one chair will obviously not fit everyone. And it's very clear when we're talking about this universal design versus having a practical approach to ergonomics. And a universal design is when you have something that will fit more than 90% of the population. And it can get very, very expensive to have a universal chair, when you, especially when you think of all the different types of bodies, um, short, tall, big, small, bariatric, non-bariatric, because each of those functionalities can cost money. And obviously, we don't want one expensive chair that fits the entire population because that will price it out of so many employers' budgets. And, um, and to put this in mind, there's quite a difference between a fifth percentile female, so someone who is very petite, very small, and a 95th percentile male who is very, very, very large. And I'm picturing this in my mind, a short person standing next to a taller person. It is going to be very difficult to find one chair in a universal design that can fit everybody, right? And I want to give you a practical piece of advice that I have used when I've been in a similar situation. And what makes this practical? Well, it can fit that workplace's budget. And it can get the best type of chair for that person. And of course, it's not just chairs. It's whatever recommendations that we're going to make for that workplace. Um, and this kind of goes into, into the same mind frame of how we can best serve our employers. And instead of looking at just a couple types of services, like instead of just looking at ergonomic assessments or trainings, I'm here to say there is a lot more depth of services that we can offer employees and employers. And one of them is this idea of a consult. And I've done this many times when an employer wants to purchase new equipment, new chairs, new keyboard trades, whatever. What can we bring to the table in terms of value so that they purchase the correct piece of equipment first and they don't have to waste time and money returning equipment that they incorrectly purchase, that people complain about, that people don't like. It's an incredible waste of money and it deflates an ergonomics process and program for everybody, right? You can imagine if you're so excited from the employee standpoint to get this chair and you've been waiting for years. You're like, oh my gosh, this chair is going to be awesome. You get the chair and first like, it's, it's okay. But then after a couple of weeks, you start to feel pain and discomfort so much to the point that you can't even get your regular work duties completed. So when you're working with a client, of course, you want to figure out the specifics of that client. If it's just one person, you want to figure out the bigger, small, shorter, tall, or even bariatric. Each one of these will have different requirements of the chair, um, hand working height, and eye height. And whenever possible, when we are designing a new workplace or a new office, 
we want to get in as much adjustability in a keyboard tray height, I, I, uh, monitor height, or desk height, um, because that will ensure that any future employee that works in this place can work comfortably, therefore optimally. Um, but let's let's look at this. Let's say we have um, an employer that wants to purchase new chairs, and they already have an established workforce. Uh, and you would say that workforce is pretty um, average in terms of they'll have small people, big people, bariatric people. That it's the average of the population. So it's not a unique population. Whoever is working there, they're if um, the pop, the workplace were to turn over, m- people coming into that as employees again will probably be of similar characteristics, right? So let's just let's just assume that. But of course, you always want to do your due diligence, and there's going to be a difference whether you're just buying for one person or if you're trying to outfit an entire workplace. So it's all about strategy and mitigating risk. And especially when you're working with larger workplaces. So maybe these workplaces have tens or hundreds of people. Because it turns back into a process that we can recommend them to use. So it's not confusing. And we can ensure that the process is effective. So what I've used, not only when I've managed an in-house ergonomics program to the tune of more than 10,000 people. And when I consulted too, I used the exact same process because it works. Um, Now, what you want to do is, let's say chairs. Let's say uh, the approach here is that we want to make sure that we can um, mitigate as much risk as possible. So here, the risk would be someone purchasing a chair that's not within at least some sort of ergonomic standard. So there's not a lot, enough adjustability, there's no lumbar support, or um, other issues that can affect the wear and tear in the chair and how comfortable that chair is going to be. So what I would do in this situation first, and this is so cool, what you want to do is get three types of chairs and the, the trick here is to get three types of chairs that are all ergonomically okay. You can buy from the same manufacturer, or maybe you can get a couple of different ones in. It really doesn't matter to me, but you want them to be all the same color, okay? So I like to use black because, let's face it, if an employee receives a chair and it's like purple or red, they're going to be like, this chair is just ugly. I want just a black chair. Uh, even though it could be of the highest um, functionality and highest value. And this is a second trick. You want to get sample chairs. Most upscale scale chair companies have sample chairs that you can try. So get samples in black of three types of chairs and bring it in for people to try for one or two weeks. People can basically come into your, um, I call it a showroom. You can come into the showroom, try a chair, or they can take it back to their workplace for one or two weeks to try. And the reason why this is so important is that 
Between similar chairs, it's been scientifically proven that people need at least 18 minutes to distinguish a chair that's comfortable and not comfortable. And I'm talking about the comfort foam padding here. And that's the tip, right? Let's let's try to mitigate the risk. Let's try to set that person up for success, that company up for success. We can make sure that we're um, mitigating the risk and the budget. We, we don't want people just purchasing chairs here and there that are very, very expensive or they're just going to cause more harm than good. Um, and, and that's the tip, right? The three types of black chairs, get samples in, work with that client to ensure that they do a little bit of due diligence to ensure that they're making the right purchase. And that itself is a service offering that you can provide your employers right there. There you have it. Tips you can put into place. Another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Can't wait to chat to you soon. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo, and you can get started today.